0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, the leading source of disinformation right now uh, in the United States is the United States government. Yes, that is. um, That's a lot to say. But as always, I always bring the data and the facts to back it up. I'm going to prove it to you today in light of the new... Joe Biden administration, Ministry of Truth, straight out of Orwell again. Orwell analogies are always um, overdone. Not this time. We have an actual Ministry of Truth in the Biden administration. Stay tuned for that. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech spying on you, get a VPN. Go to ExpressVPN.com Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on Friday. Pack loaded show. Great questions today. A lot of questions about personal stuff. Whatever. It's your questions, right? Again, are they trying to destroy this country? have the single best way to sum up this student loan payoff scandal, because that's what it is. A scandal stealing people's money to pay off other people's student loans. The single best quote on that. Also, hilarious. The racism, the racism shtick with the left. It's just not working anymore. It is falling on deaf ears. Hakeem Jeffries, liberal Democrat, getting wrecked up on Capitol Hill. It is worth your time. I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Springs around the corner, and if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single-shot turkey camo 12-gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range, and now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if they're fully adjustable... Fiber optic sights aren't enough. It's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you'll get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms, and you're going to love this company. All right, Joe, it's Friday, so let's go, daddy It's Friday! Yes, yeah. it is. It's a big Friday. Yes. I am working tomorrow night. Of course, my show, Fox show, tomorrow, unfiltered, Saturday night, 9 p.m., live with the geezer here. We got Dr. Aaron Cariotti back about this strange outbreak of hepatitis Uh, uh, liver problems with kids and stuff. Eh, That's kind of fascinating. We want to check that one out. Also, I got a monologue on the real power players in big tech that are escaping the conversation today. You're not going to want to miss that either. Check it out. All right, folks, the leading source of disinformation, misinformation, uh, in our landmass we call a country right now. I say landmass because we don't have effective borders anymore, um, is our own government. Which is really interesting because the government, which is the source, the leading it is the, a cesspool of misinformation and disinformation, an overflowing, fetid, stinking cesspool buried on our front lawns, right? That it's kind of strange that even though they're the cesspool of misinformation, that there's a new ministry of truth within the DHS called the Disinformation Governance Board. We covered it yesterday. It has erupted into a huge scandal. Call your congressman if you haven't yet. Email them. Demand this is defunded immediately. And everybody involved in it is hauled in front of Congress to answer questions on why they took the First Amendment and pissed it away down a toilet bowl. Now, you want a Ministry of Truth in the government under DHS? Okay, Uh, you're going to do it. I suggest the first thing you look into is the lie... The DHS told us. Remember the DHS lie we've been debunking on this show the entire time that the biggest threat to the United States homeland right now is mass white supremacy everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Biggest threat, Joe. Not North Korea, not China, not Russia, not ISIS, not AQAP, not Al Qaeda. Definitely not. The biggest threat is a mass posse of white supremacists getting ready to take this country to pieces. So Congressman Greg Stuby here from the great state of Florida, asked Alejandro, asked the DHS secretary, uh, the failed human being, failed human being, failed human being Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday. Hey, Al, since white supremacy is, the DHS has indicated to us is the greatest threat to the homeland. Can you name all of these threats and tell us what you're doing about them and and importantly, can you give us a few arrests you've made and people you've locked up? I mean, it is the biggest threat, right? So here's Mayorkas. He gives an extensive list of all of these dreadful white supremacists taking the country apart piece by piece. Check this out.
1: How many cases involving white supremacists and domestic terrorists have you referred to DOJ for prosecution? Uh, Congressman, let me. Um,
2: uh, it's let a me, simple. Let me, do you not have the number? It's a no, simple but, but number. You've made, you've made some profoundly inaccurate statements. No. But I would like the opportunity to correct. I, I'm specifically is-
1: asking you a question. You've, you've you just you just clarified. Domestic terrorism is a threat to the homeland, number one threat. And I'm asking you how many referrals from Homeland Security have you made to DOJ
2: for white supremacy or domestic terrorism? Congressman, I will provide you with that information so you don't know. subsequent to this hearing. I do not have. Do you, can st- you name statistic. one case? That statistic. Can you name um, one case of a referral from DHS to Congress, DOJ for domestic terrorism? Congressman, um, I will provide the data to you. Um, and let I'm me asking you, you can't name one case. And let, me, and let me just say. Okay, so you can't
1: name one case yet. According to.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll say. Uh, gee had one, Joe. Uh the, the remember the New York City subway guy? Yeah. Oh no no. he was a Black nationalist. I'm sorry, gee. you, you got to really, you got to start doing better homework. Talk to Matt Palumbo, my fact checker before you go out and spew misinformation on my show. So again, the government, the United States government is a leading source of disinformation and yep. misinformation. I'm wondering if their new Ministry of Truth is going to be investigating uh that ridiculous claim. Okay. Here's another one, leading source of disinformation in this country. Here's Joe Biden yesterday saying something so patently ridiculous that I'm stunned, actually, even the left wing press corps didn't break out and laughter when this one came up. This is a, he's a representative of our government. He's the president right now. So this is Joe Biden claiming, despite a negative GDP number, meaning our gross domestic product, our economy is not growing, but shrinking again, liberals, that's what negative means. It means it's less than zero. I'm I'm sorry. I have to repeat this. That means the economy is actually shrinking right now, despite the fact we're coming out of a pandemic and we should be exploding with growth. We're actually shrinking. Biden was asked about it yesterday. So again, here is a misinformation specialist. I would hope the DHS misinformation ministry of truth will get on this saying that shrinking Joe shrinking Costanza style. Shrinking is actually growing here. Check this out.
3: I think we're, what
0: you're seeing is enormous growth in the country, that was affected by everything from COVID and the COVID blockages that we occurred along the way. Okay, back to our money ball theory. If the economy is growing, then why isn't the economy growing? If the economy is growing, then why, are these, why is the economy shrinking? Back to our money ball theory. If he's a good hitter. Why did he hit good? Right. I, I Again, the leading source of disinformation is the United States government and people formerly associated with it and suckling on the teeth of the U.S. government, including our former intelligence community and people associated with our public health apparatus, who have, again, spewed a stream of cesspool-like waste of misinformation into the public sphere over the last few years. Here's another one. A lot of video today, folks. I hope you like video. I didn't mean to beat you up with it, but there are just so many examples of this ministry of truth. You better get on the government first. Here's Jim Jordan questioning failed human being Al Mayorkas, Alejandro asking Alejandro Mayorkas, hey, man, are you guys going to be investigating this disinformation The Fauci disinformation, the CDC disinformation and the information on the Hunter Biden laptop. Listen to Mayorkas. Uh, 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 Failed human being. Alejandro Mayorkas. Again, check this out.
3: When the head of the CDC, Miss Walensky, said that the vaccinated can't get the virus. Did that undermine trust in government? Um, When the highest paid official in our government, the smartest man on the planet, Dr. Fauci, when he said the virus didn't come from a lab, did that undermine trust in government? And will that be something that this. Governing board will look at how about how about this one? How about when 51 former Intel officials told us that the Hunter Biden story was had all the earmarks of Russian misinformation? Will that be something that this governance board that you just formed, will you be looking into that?
2: Uh, Congressman, um, the disinformation board uh, addresses a disinformation that imperils the safety um, uh, and security of our homeland. And one of the primary areas that we are focused on is the dissemination of disinformation and its potential
3: connection. But that's not and what you're bulletin talking uh, about. Uh, they they talk
0: so just again, to tighten this whole thing up, Mayorkas just said the purpose of the Ministry of Truth is going to be to address threats to the homeland. So would you consider it a threat to the homeland when the CDC director tells someone false information that the COVID vaccine is going to stop transmission of a virus? I'm just going to throw that out there. Is that a threat to the homeland? What about when former national security officials, including heads of the CIA, leverage their titles and their clearances with the government to write a false debunked letter right before an election to steal an election in 2020 about a Hunter laptop appearing to be Russian disinformation? What about that? Is that a threat to national security? Maybe you should ask the Russians. The Russians are probably laughing at us. Ministry of Truth, folks. Now, Jen Psaki, Peppermint, was asked about this yesterday, the ministry. And about the ministry, she says, of course, at the end, because Jen Psaki is a master of misinformation, disinformation, and lies with zero, zero dignity. Again, an embarrassment to this country, just like Mayorkas. Here's Jen Psaki lying about what they're going to do. And then at the end saying, so who could be against this? Who could? I love how she turns the question around. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. This is pretty good.
3: Um, She had previously called the Hunter Biden laptop a a Trump campaign product, um, seeming to discredit its validity or validity of reporting surrounding that. Um, How can can you assuage concerns of people who are looking at this person who's been appointed to this position and wondering if she's going to be able to accurately judge misinformation (coughs) now that a lot of that reporting has been uh, proven to be factual in some ways?
1: Well, I don't have any comments on the laptop, but what I can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities. I'm not sure who opposes that effort.
0: Notice, I want you to notice what she did there. It's important not just to do commentary on this, but to break down why anybody can do. Look at this; she's dopey. Yeah, well, she's not dopey. She's actually. Very smart. She's also a liar with zero human dignity at all. She doesn't. Just has no that she does this and forfeits away her dignity is really troublesome to see. I mean, I, I don't know how many, uh, how much it it, it it took, what kind of a contract from MSNBC to get her to sell her soul and constantly lie to people. But she's asked a straightforward question: Is the misinformation board going to address the misinformation? About the president's son, Hunter Biden, and his laptop. It is now unquestionably dis and misinformation. Anyone going to address that? You notice what she does? Ignores the question, step one. Step two, redirect to the talking point. And then step three, reverse to a 180 and ask the reporter a question, making it seem like she's on the defense of the reporter rather than Saki. It's a skill. Saki is a disgraced liar who sold her soul who sold her soul to destroy this country, along with Mayorkas and everyone else. Now, notice how she also failed to address how the head of the new Ministry of Truth, Nina Jankowicz, Nina Jankowicz, who I, by, by any measure um, seems to be a not particularly well-adjusted person, Nina Jankowicz, is a PP tape hoaxer, a Russian laptop Hunter Biden hoaxer, and is also a big supporter, apparently, according to her tweets, of using force to lock people down. I'll get to that in a second. Also, I don't know if you know this, um, she likes to post videos of her singing online. I can only imagine the international audience now laughing laughing as they realize how easy it is going to be to interfere in another election using this person as a tool. Here's our new, this is not a joke, by the way. Here's our new Disinformation Ministry of Truth Commissar. Check this out. Any dope
1: with half a brain can see that human gone and sink to the point where
0: i don't know if i'll upset the status he's done with it yeah, that clips actually like 20 seconds on like he's done i'm sorry joe Joe put it like Gee's like i'm cutting this i can't take Thank it you. this song goes on and i did joe's like i would have done it myself <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 joe cuts it but Gee has the actual control he's like oh, i'm sorry we're all, we're done with that so I'm, I'm okay i'm okay with that it's good jim if you'd like to cut it early on the radio show too you can do that as well <laughs> he
2: listened.
0: that's her. that's not that's really her Can you imagine around the globe, the Kim Jong-uns, the Xi Jinping's, the Vladimir Putin's looking at this country right now going, wait, this is the woman who's going to be responsible for policing disinformation? In other words, promoting disinformation that benefits Democrats. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be easier than we thought. Here's Nina Jankowicz on her uh, verified Twitter account. She says, anyway, long story short, I think we as a country might be too um, free spirited. (laughs) We might be too free spirited. And she's putting that diplomatically, she notes, parenthetically, to comply with social distancing recommendations, distancing, unless they're forced upon us. So force away. Lock us down. People are not taking this seriously. They are who they said they are. Yeah, there you go. Denny, it's a Denny Green, man. Man. They always are who you think they are. Dennis Green. They are who we thought they were every single time. And it reminds me that they are trying to destroy this place, folks. This is not an accident. This is not an accident. They are who we think they are. If it appears that they hate this country, freedom and liberty, it appears that way for a reason. Many of them do. The student loan fiasco is another example of that. We are in a massive inflation crisis. We are now borderline on a recession. We've seen one quarter of negative growth. Another one or two more, we'll be in a serious recession. You would think this would be the time to say, how do we get business humming? How do we get money back into investments in the private economy, free market economy? How do we do that? Nope, not the government. Government wants to give a bunch of college students and their families who chose to go to college, I paid off my loans, wants to give them your money. You are going to pay off their loans now. I've never seen a better summation of it than I saw yesterday in James Freeman's column. The column's titled, Thank You, McDonald's, because he does a lot of different topics here. But at the end, he covers the student loan thing. And he says, University subsidies in one lesson. Adam Ozimek of the Economic Innovation Group tweeted this. This is it, folks. Summed up right here. If we're forgiving student debt because a student got a bad deal, the program that they went to should be banned from student loans. If the degree they got pays for itself, then they don't need forgiveness. If it doesn't, access to that program shouldn't be subsidized in the future. Yes. Yeah, wait, leave that up. Yes. One by one. If the program ripped them off, a college or a university, then why are taxpayers who run the student loan program, the government took it over ridiculously, why are we still giving them money? If the student's degree paid for itself, then why are we forgiving the loan and taking our money to pay back the student? And if it doesn't pay for itself, then why is the government subsidizing programs that don't pay for themselves? Adam Ozimek. beautifully summed up. Well said, Adam Ozimek. It's a scam. It's a scam. It's always been a scam. And it is a desperate distraction from the... Awful GDP, George Costanza shrinkage numbers we saw yesterday. Folks, the GDP shrinking, our economy shrinking by 1.4% is an earthquake right now. There isn't a group, a large group of prominent economists anywhere that predicted shrinkage. A lot of people predicted 1% growth, 2%, a little less than 1%. Almost no one predicted shrinkage. That's how bad it is. Now, there's a number buried in the negative economic growth number that should frighten you even more, folks. And it's this. Rick Santelli covered it yesterday on CNBC. Joe asked me this morning. This is important. I want you to focus. He starts talking about the producer price index here at the end. Folks, the producer price index. In other words, what businesses are buying up to produce products, what, say, Apple's paying for the glass and the chips on the phone before they produce a final iPhone, if the price of their inputs goes up, it is usually a Paul Revere running down the street warning that eventually consumer prices on the outputs are going to be higher either. Pretty simple. Uh You You sell tables made of wood, the wood goes up, eventually your tables are going to cost more Because you need to charge more to compensate yourself for paying more for the wood. The producer price index, if that goes down, it means prices may go down in the future. Here's Rick Santelli on CNBC saying, eh, producer price thing, that was really, really bad. Here, check this out
1: GDP, first look, first quarter is a nasty minus 1.4. Minus 1.4. We haven't had a minus sign since that nasty second quarter COVID-related in 2020. Let's go through it. Consumption drops to 2.7, well below expectations. Although, sequentially, it's actually higher than last time, which was 2.5. The pricing index, buckle up. 8%. 8%. That is unbelievable to find a higher number than 8%. You have to go back to 1981.
0: Folks, what Rick Santelli is telling you, very simply stated, is the companies that are selling you products that are expensive now are going to be selling you even more expensive products in the future because they're paying even more.
1: Ah, okay. That's
0: all he's saying right there. That's really, really bad. You got it. That's really, really bad. The PPI is a really, really bad harbinger, Stygian witches style. Give me the eye of what's coming next. This is really bad. Folks, people are catching on. It's getting worse. People are catching on. Remember the Democrats, their Colorado model, how they turn Colorado blue? And the whole theory behind this demographic Destiny. The Democrats thought they had after the Obama election. Look it up. Colorado demographic destiny. You can read it yourself. They wrote books on it. How they turned the state blue. They thought this was the model for the whole country. The model was that demographics were destiny for them. Young voters were primarily voting Democrat because they loved Obama. They would continue to vote Democrat. Minority voters are in lockstep. They are not moving Uh, young single women and female voters were going to be this coalition that was going to create a demographic destiny for the Democrats where they'd be in power for 30, 40 years. They really believe that. Look it up. I'm not messing with you. Folks, Biden's destroyed all of it. Destroyed all of it. It is all falling apart right now. I'm going to get to that uh, in a minute. Omaha Steaks, we love Omaha Steaks. Tony's getting a little jealous uh, because he hasn't gotten his Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha, we got to take care of tone, big tone, hook the to hook a brother up. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. Get 50% off site-wide, save on mouthwatering favorites today. Go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious you, flavor you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Bongino at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Say big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big, beefy burgers, and uh, all, all kinds of delicious food. So much more there. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value. With every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee because the food's amazing. That's why. Simply go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale today. Don't forget to use the promo code BONGINO at checkout and get an extra $30 off if you're in a hurry because this deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code Bongino at checkout. Minimum purchase and restrictions may apply. Visit OmahaStakes.com for details. Thanks, Omaha Steaks.
3: Okay, getting back
0: to this. They are looking at an election time bomb, the left, and they know it. Even CNN's been forced to address it. I want you to look at this number they speak about right here. Remember the Democrats' argument. Black voters, Hispanic voters, female voters, and young voters. We've got them for now and in the future. You don't even have them now. Forget about the future. They are leaving you in droves. Check this out.
3: It's not just inflation that's challenging President Biden before the midterms. There's another potential headwind. New polling suggests that black voters may be souring on Democrats. CNN senior data reporter Harry Enton is here. Harry, great to see you. Nice to see you. So you have found that Biden's approval with black Americans is down. How far are we talking here? I mean, it's really down. I mean, you can see it here at the beginning of his term. He was at 87 percent. Look at where he is over the last few months, 67%. That's a 20 point drop.
0: So Hispanic voters, uh, he's at 26% approval, Biden, lower than white voters. He's lost 20 points with black voters. And he says, isn't it weird, Joe? The guy goes, they may be souring. About they may? They, what do you mean? <laughs> you they? Can you, you're an analyst on television. What do you mean? They may be souring. Folks, Biden is... Once in a blue moon, there's a politician that comes along that changes the country permanently. The Ronald Reagan types, and candidly on the left, uh, you know, you have people like FDR, who I'm not suggesting anything he did was good, but he did change the country for a long time. Uh, yeah, people like to tell you it was Obama. And, oh, no, no. Obama, Obama's eight years in office were marked by nothing more than Obama. At the state and local level, he got routed everywhere. He was not a transformational figure at all transformational figure for the, in, the, in the wrong way. But Reagan and FDR, I could make a strong case to you, change the direction of the parties. Teddy Roosevelt to some extent too, which is interesting, his party exiting and leaving, right? Yeah, yeah I, maybe, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. I don't think that story's over yet. He said Trump. I said, yeah, because I don't think that story's done yet. That's why. I think there's a lot more there. But the fascinating thing about this is the inverse works too. Rarely does a politician come along who's so bad that he can destroy a party for generations. Again, love him or hate him, you know, what happened with Nixon gave the Democrats fodder to paint the Republicans as corrupt for generations, okay? Joe Biden is that figure on the left. This guy is a nuclear bomb in political science. By the time this guy is done, if the country can make it through another two and a half years, if because this guy is a legitimate threat to our national security at this point, you are going to see an entirely, completely transformed Democrat Party. They don't have anything, folks. I mean, the racism stick isn't helping. Black voters are leaving. Immigrant uh, voters who are, uh, are now uh, become naturalized in the United States are now leaving. Cuban voters, Venezuelan voters, Puerto Rican voters. Nobody can take this guy. Uh, Trump even outperformed in the Bronx in New York outperformed other Republicans. They are getting crushed. And it's because all they have is the racism racism act. That's all they have. It's a shtick. It's always been a shtick for them. Here's Hakeem Jeffries, a total clown. I sparred with him up on Capitol Hill when I testified. I mean, an intellectual lightweight of the highest order. So he has uh, one of Donald Trump's uh, OMB guys. uh, This guy, um, Mark, what's his name? Mark Pallantara. He's up there up on Capitol Hill. Forgive me if I'm getting the name wrong. Uh, but he was Trump's former OMB guy, and uh, he's up there on Capitol Hill, and he's testifying. And Hakeem Jeffries is like, hey, you know, you accused, uh, you accused some people up here about, Clarence, about some, uh, Clarence Thomas being called like a racist and all. So can you give us some examples of this? So watch. He gives him an example, and Hakeem Jeffries backs down immediately. Check this out.
3: And I believe, uh, Mr. Powell, let, uh, you've echoed a similar sentiment. I think your quote is, many on the left hate Justice Thomas because he is a black conservative has never bowed to those who demand that he must think a certain way because of the color of his skin. What evidence do you have to support that uh, incendiary charge?
0: Uh, when Chairman uh, Benny Thompson calls him an Uncle Tom because of his views on voter ID and affirmative action when in fact more black Americans support voter ID and, and with respect to affirmative action in college education, they're 62% opposed to it. So, so that is the most vile,
1: disgusting thing you can say and, and, and so, yes, recla- that's, that, that's rec- the evidence. Reclaiming that's the evidence my time. I just reclaiming, gave you.
3: reclaiming my time. Yes. There are a lot of vile, disgusting things that can Will be. you said. just ask me for an example? The, the notion that.
0: That's probably. That's Mark Paoletta. Forgive me for getting the name wrong. <laughs> I had butchered that. I'm really so. A name like Bongino, you can only imagine it. Bongino, Bongino, I get everything. Uh, Mark Paoletta just wrecking this guy completely. I'm telling you, I have sparred with Hakeem Jeffries. This guy is a lightweight, a double digit IQ lightweight. It really. He just gets totally annihilated on his own question. And it goes back to one of my golden rules of interviews, interrogations, question sessions, Q&As, whatever they are. Anything that involves a question and an answer. Don't ever ask a question. You don't have an idea what the answer is in politics because you're going to look like this idiot. Good job. And by the way, that went on where you give him other examples. And he's like, oh, we're done here. Yeah, of course you think You're like a moron. Folks, minority parents are getting sick of this. The racism stick. It's over for them. It's done. They've tried it. They've played it. So uh, Joe Biden. Why you know? Why are, uh, are are these large demographic groups Hispanic voters, Black voters? Why are they leaving the Democrat Party? It's not just because of their lying, their inflation crisis. That's obviously impacting the tables uh, of of minority parents as they talk to their kids and eat you know eat over dinner and they're paying you know twenty dollars for a chicken or whatever it may be. But telling parents that they are not responsible for their kids, that the schools are responsible for their kids. How do you think that sounds to close-knit family Hispanic units, um, black family units? How do you think that sounds? It sounds just as awful as it, to them as it does to white families, Asian families, and others. So Joe Biden came out. I played the clip yesterday. and was insinuating that the, they're our kids. They're not your kids. And I told you that this is a common theme on the left. That they're your kids, uh, that they're our kids, that it takes a village to raise them. Thomas Sowell addressed this a while ago. We haven't uh, done a uh, true time with Thomas Sowell in a while. Check this out. There he is, the king. So he was on Uncommon Knowledge with Peter Robinson addressing exactly this. It takes a village to raise a kid. This is just glorious. Check this out.
3: When Hillary Clinton said, you know, it takes a village to raise a child— Oh, and someone said it takes a village idiot to believe that. (laughs) Uh, What they're saying is they want to come in there and tell them. You see, it's, it's part of the whole thing of third parties wanting
0: to make decisions for which they pay no price when they when when they're wrong. That's exactly right. That is the entire guiding ethos of the left to do things with other people's money and other people's kids because they don't want competition for their hegemonic control. Whether it's free market capitalism, the ability to take your own money and spend it, that's competition for the government spending money. Kids listening to their parents and forming family units is competition for a power base from the government. That's why the family has always been the enemy of the left. Always been the enemy of the left. There's never been a question about that. All right, moving on. I got a lot more to get to today. You know, speaking of power base being in government, and isolating kids away from their families and divorcing them from their families, telling them they're different. So they'll seek solace in government and have unquestioned faith in government. They're constantly attacking sources of information too. So if kids are told things about the failures of government, it'll be censored. They are losing their minds. The Elon meltdown continues. I've done a lot on this. I'm not going to beat this up today to death, but there's an interesting story in Fox news about Pocahontas. Again, one of the grand dames of the disinformation ball, telling people she's a native American. Pocahontas is now calling for new rules, Fox news to govern unregulated social media and Musk's Twitter takeover. This is really an interesting little phenomenon. Now, Elizabeth Warren, I would assume at some point raised the right hand and swore to protect and defend the constitution of the United States. Uh, She's calling for new laws to regulate free speech. So for Elizabeth Warren, uh, Hat tip, Ted Cruz, who pointed this out to her. I have to show her the Bill of Rights. Again, Amendment 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech. Right hand, raising, Constitution, protect and defending. You may have missed that, Liz, but you shall make no law. Did you miss that now? Why are they freaked out? Why are they clawing at their own faces? Why are they losing their minds? Because they're losing control of the narrative. I can tell the left is freaking out over the fact that we call the new disinformation governance board that Biden wants to censor people. We call them the Ministry of Truth. But Joe, new rules, right? Um, didn't they call it the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida, yes, the, print the rights bill? So they did. Okay, thank you. So if you can call it the Don't Say Gay bill, even though the bill doesn't say Don't Say Gay, then we'll call it the Ministry of Truth. New rules. We win, you lose. Your rules, right? You don't want to call the legislation by its name? Then we don't have to call your disinformation governance board by its name either. You got it? Get it? Got it? Good. Now they're freaked out. The Elon meltdown continues. They want to establish anti-First Amendment laws, which will be struck down immediately. They would never pass. You're going to be laughed at if you even propose one. Pocahontas has already laughed at, so she's not going to mind the laughing. But they're clawing at their own faces, big tech, and the anti-Elon Musk, which, by the way, is the current thing to hate Elon Musk right now. So if you're on the left, you must support the current thing. The current thing is Elon Musk is an awful, horrible human being, even though they loved him when he was producing uh, supposedly green cars at Tesla. So uh, they're losing their minds and clawing at their faces and peeing in their diapers, too, because I checked this morning again. This is an actual screenshot. It's not from yesterday. Here's this morning again. True social, Donald Trump's platform. Total failure, guys. Total failure. What is that? Number one, again, that's top free apps, not top free apps in social media. Yeah, what is that? is that? Is that... Is that... That's DNC headquarters. Joe Joe has taken a step... Joe and Jim have coordinated. They have taken a step to hire a bunch of reporters. We're getting live shots from everywhere. That is a live shot from DNC headquarters right now. They are freaking out because the media told you what truth is a failure. You know, I got to laugh. I was talking to a friend of mine involved. With Truth the other day, you're saying um, how these reporters keep, you know, oh my gosh, isn't that thing a a failure? Like, who told you that? I don't understand by what metric, I'm not kidding, by what metric is this thing a failure? It is literally the number one app in the world, not in its category, in the world, three days in a row. Total failure. You know, I'm a little out of order. By the way, Donald Trump, I don't know if you noticed, if you're on truth, sent out his first, well, it's his second truth now. I'm back. Hashtag Kofifi. That's his real account. He's at real Donald Trump. And as of this morning, what is that? 98,400 retrues and 50,000 comments. Man, sounds like a real failure to me. What a failure. My gosh. It's such a disaster. He said we should just cancel the app right now. Number one, let's cancel it today. What a bunch of idiots. Folks, I'm, I'm get, shockingly, I'm getting a lot of from weak Republicans, too. Oh, man, I had heard that thing was a failure. You heard from who? Oh, the media. Oh, <laughs> I want to respond differently. I'm trying to hold it in. Failure. By what measure exactly? We're the number one app in the world three days in a row now. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. He brings up a good point. Joe. It's the same people who tell you the shrinking economy is growing, right? Yeah. If Moneyball rule, if truth's a failure, then why isn't it a failure? Now, showing you how the big tech ecosystem is losing their mind, peeing themselves, screaming at the sky, crapping their diapers, and clawing at their own faces. Here's another report yesterday at the Wall Street Journal: Amazon, big tech nightmare run by Jeff Bezos, posts its first quarterly loss since 2015 as costs and Rivian stakes weigh on its results. Folks, Amazon got hurt bad. And this is going to get worse. How do I know that? If you read down in the story, Amazon's bread and butter right now is AWS. If you don't know what AWS is, watch my show on Fox tomorrow night. AWS or Amazon Web Services is probably one of the most, if not the most powerful portion of a big tech company anywhere in America. AWS runs server farms and cloud services. Meaning if you have a website and AWS decides you don't exist like they did for Parlor, and you don't exist. What do you mean? They can wipe you off the web? That's exactly what they did to Parler. And it's exactly what they're likely to do to you in the future if you're a conservative who gets on the wrong side of them. Why am I telling you this? Because Amazon is losing money and they're only making money with AWS. Well, Dan, how would you make it a point that AWS is probably... Yeah, I am. It's the only thing keeping them right now from losing even more money. The point I'm trying to make is Rumble... As a cloud service, we host uh, True Social, actually. And as of uh, it uh went public the other day that in 2023, it's going to go out to the public, the cloud services of Rumble. Folks, I can guarantee you, just like Rumble benefited from a mass exodus from YouTube, mass exodus from YouTube. You know, I'm an investor in Rumble. We will benefit from a mass exodus from AWS as well. You have no idea how many people I get emails about who are furious and cannot wait to get off AWS, Amazon Web Services. So if AWS is keeping them afloat now, I'm telling you right now, this is only going to get worse for Amazon in the future. People are going to leave AWS in droves. They opened up a Pandora's box with Parlor. They will never, ever be able to close. Hey, remember my warning about NewsGuard, by the way? NewsGuard. Like, who's NewsGuard? NewsGuard is one of these leftist, you know, wink and nod third-party operations they use to censor websites and people. Well, Tucker picked up the story last night and did a great hit. I'm going to get to that. Let me get to my last one. So I got that. I got your questions. And the John McCain dossier, Evelyn Farkas thing is back. Article by the Daily Caller. An interview resurfaced. I'm going to read some of the quotes from it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Big show today. You ever wondered what happened to legendary Chuck Norris, the action star, world champion, black belt? And U.S. veteran, well, I saw a video he made. I was shocked. He's in his 80s. He's still kicking butt, working out. He looks amazing. He stays active. I mean, a guy looks like he's in his 40s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and he has plenty of energy left over, keeping him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all this because he made a simple change. It makes him and his family feel great. He made a special short video, explains everything easily to you. Make sure you check it out today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino. could change the way you think about health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Be prepared to be amazed. The guy seriously looks incredible. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. Message and data rates apply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here's a hint that involves this stuff. It's really good you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great tasting superfruit juices and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself risk-free with their two-week trial pack. Go to One Twenty Life. Dot com and use the code DAN to save 15% receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You got nothing to lose But those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120Life.com, that's 120Life.com, and use code DAN to save 15%. This is serious. It's your life we're talking about. 120 Life can help you. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay. Remember when I warned you about NewsGuard? NewsGuard is one of, again, these Orwellian Ministry of Truth type operations. There are a bunch of leftists who run it. And these leftists, what they do... Is they go and they they attack websites credibility, which is kind of hilarious because they rate CNN as a credible source, which is comical. The PP hoaxers, the laptop hoaxers—I mean, it's just embarrassing. Well, Tucker Carlson picked up on the story last night. Apparently, the Pentagon has some kind of contract with NewsGuard right now. So, the government's Ministry of Truth disinformation Ministry, the Pentagon has a branch of this too. Don't let this story fall by the wayside with the DHS Ministry of Truth. Check this out.
3: We can reveal that Biden's Pentagon another group with guns, awarded a $750,000 contract to a group called NewsGuard. Now, that contract is for misinformation fingerprints. NewsGuard is an organization that claims to fight, quote, misinformation, but in practice is a censorship organization, targets anyone who challenges the people in power. NewsGuard is currently preparing a blacklist of sites that contradict the national security state's talking points on Ukraine and Russia. So this week, NewsGuard wrote a Threatening email to the news site Gray Zone informing the Gray Zone that they're spreading, quote, disinformation because they're not reading the script. So here's how the editor of the Gray Zone, Max Blumenthal, responded. He wrote this. Do you seriously expect us to grovel for approval from the same tentacle of the national security state and financial oligarchy that has rated CNN as a highly credible news source and whose board of advisors is a grotesque gallery of corporate propagandists, spooks, documented liars, war criminals who've never faced a scintilla of accountability for their actions? Kind of overheated language. Is it true? Yeah. Every word of it.
0: Well, that's how you respond to NewsGuard. But folks, they have real power. You know, yes, you should respond that way. And I'm glad that that website, Zone, did. But they have real power. The left's entire history has been one of censorship. I wrote down here. I was just thinking about it this morning. They moved from hard oppression of speech, their socialist dreams, realizing that wasn't going to work, to doing it kind of the soft way fairness. Remember the fairness doctrine, Joe? You've been on radio yes, forever. Yeah, The fairness that we you, you, supposedly, uh, you were supposed to have alternate viewpoints. Right. It was not meant for alternate viewpoints on radio. What it was meant to do was crush Rush Limbaugh. Bingo. That's yes, it was meant to crush. And when Rush came around, it was a huge success. They wanted more liberal radio, but no one cared about liberal radio. So eventually, they got rid of the fairness doctrine and they moved to the fact checkers and NewsGuard. They always use third parties if they can't use government because the left can't survive it with free speech. They can't because then people will talk. You just play. I'm going to wrap this up here because I got to get the questions and some other cool stuff too. But the left can't survive in a free speech environment because then people will talk about how bad the left is. That's it. That's the whole thing summed up right there. That's why the left loves censorship. All right, moving on. So. Last week, I told you I wasn't going to let this Spygate story go, no matter what. I don't care about people who want us to move on. I don't care at all. We're not moving on from the biggest scandal in political history, the spying on of President Trump and candidate Trump. We're not doing it. And the people involved, I'm sorry, even though John McCain, God rest your soul, don't wish ill upon the dead, but your role in this will be exposed in the Spygate scandal. I had told you last week about Evelyn Farkas. Evelyn Farkas is a Democrat, a Democrat who appeared on MSNBC. We've played the clip over and over, talking about how they were getting information up the Capitol Hill about Trump and the Russians, basically. She said it openly, and she's a Democrat. She was just appointed the McCain, the head of the McCain Institute. I'll get to that in a second. Why is that? So Farkas, a key figure in what appears to be an information laundering operation, the collusion hoax. It goes up the Capitol Hill where John McCain worked and is now the head of the McCain Institute. Well, look at this. Shelby Talcott just yesterday has a Daily Caller article. Be in my newsletter. Please subscribe. Bongino.com slash newsletter. is right here for you, right here. Resurfaced interview reveals John McCain's associates leaked to BuzzFeed was the Hail Mary, the alleged Hail Mary to prevent Trump's inauguration. Here's an interview one of the Fusion GPS guys did asking about who was the leaker of the dossier. And Frisch, the GPS guy, Fusion GPS guy, says, so there was a John McCain person who was close to McCain, and his name was David Kramer. He's a former who worked in the State Department for Human Rights for many years and is an avowed Russia hawk. He became aware of the document via Christopher Steele talking about the dossier and his network and his former colleagues in MI6. They then met with Senator McCain at the Halifax Forum, an international forum not unlike the Aspen Institute. They decided they needed to pursue this. David Kramer flew to London, met with Christopher Steele, who showed him the dossier. Chris was very wary of giving the document to Kramer to carry on an airplane, so he asked us to hand it to him, which Glenn Simpson did. So again, just to tie that up for you, Evelyn Farkas is now head, as you can see. You have that thing there from last week, is the head of the McCain Institute. We always bring the facts to back it up. Evelyn Farkas will be the next executive director, according to Politico, of the McCain Institute. She is on a digital recording talking about giving information about Trump and Russia up to Capitol Hill. She's, she's talking about the transfer of information up to Capitol Hill on tape. You can see it. She's now the head of the McCain Institute and John McCain, who worked up on Capitol Hill. John McCain's staffers were intimately involved in transmitting fake information to the media about the dossier and collusion. Nothing to see here, folks. No worries at all. Nice to be part of the swamp, isn't it? Republicans, Democrats, the uniparty's real. They all scratch each other's backs as long as they're all making money and attacking their political opponents. I'm not letting any of this go. Evelyn Farkas, all these people. Okay, it's time for questions for Dan. All right, right so has got a lot of questions today. We got some good ones. So let's go to question number one. There we go. Hey, Dan, Napalm, 831. <laughs> okay, okay. If you could write a ballot initiative, constitutional amendment, which would cut through the corruption of the government, especially Congress, what would you write? Well, because I I want to get to it a couple. I'll just address one. A balanced budget amendment that uh, changed the way we spent money would curb a lot of this corruption. If we had a balanced budget amendment and they were forced to make choices, this or that and their election was on the line, I think you would see a lot less pork and a lot less nonsense. So that's the one thing I would choose first is, Hey Dan, lady DB 24. Do you think there will be huge lawsuits over the Orwellian ministry of truth? You're damn right. There is absolutely no way that this is constitutional. This isn't even a close call. Congress shall make no law. The government shall make no law abridging a freedom of speech. There is no way at all that this passes a court mustard. No way. Constitutional, this is not a chance. All right, next question. Hey, Dan, from a California Refugee. Says, I'm a relatively new viewer to your Rumble podcast. About a year now. Thank you. We love the Rumble show. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please check it out, folks. Joe and Guy are such wonderful additions to the broadcast. I was wondering if you give us a brief history of their background, how you developed your relationship with them. Um, I could, uh, Joe, I met when he was a, uh, producer at the radio station, WCBM. I, when I was running in Maryland, it's a Baltimore station. It's still active now. Joe was, uh, Joe, Joe and I hit it off right away. Joe's been with me the longest from the beginning. It's, you know, we're going to be closing out 10 years soon. Yeah. And he was the original pod. He worked for free in the beginning, by the way, because he was so confident this thing was going to work. He was like, you don't have to pay me. Yeah. Which turned out to be a pretty good bet on Joe Joe. <laughs> so, Joe got it. And Guy, I met about a year, maybe over a year ago. He came to us from another company, and uh, we enjoyed working with him so much. We said, we need this guy because he does a great job, and uh, we get along pretty well. I mean, you're sitting in an office with a guy. You better get along with him, right? I mean, you don't do that. You got to, you gotta sorry. You got to go. Have to, yeah, <laughs> see, see you later. <laughs> you're going to have to hitchhike home. So I mean, Gee's a good guy, so we love everybody. All right. Hey, Dan. Doc T. Money. I never miss the show. You frequently refer to your time in the Secret Service. Did you see any signs of wokeness or totalitarian qualities back then? Or are these things a newer development since you left? You know, I did see it. I did see it. Uh, But it wasn't anything like it is now. One of the things I noticed was, you guys know those those online training sessions you get? I'm sure you've all been victim to them. Where some wokester who has an interest, a financial interest in promoting the United States' racist narrative... They send you these training courses. You used to be able to zip through all of them and just click a thing at the end. Now you actually have to answer questions on each slide. We used to say it was a total waste of time. My theory on it was if you're a hardcore racist, you shouldn't be in the Secret Service anyway, and we got to do a better job, right? And if you are a hardcore racist, there's nothing a computer program is going to do to stop it. And if you're not a hardcore racist and you're a decent human being, which you should be, who teaches, who, who judges people according to their character, then what the hell are you taking the course for? I never understood the point. I'm sure lefties will explain it to you. Hey, Dan, when serving as an agent, is there a separate oath in the Secret Service to serve only the president? Any light you could shed on this would be appreciated. Add what? No, no, there is not a separate oath. There's rumors of a blood oath. A blood oath, you'll give your blood or life of the president. I mean, that may be on like book of secrets and the history channel or something, but no, no, I've never spun you with. There's no, no, there's none of that stuff. You witness a crime in the white house. I don't care who the president is. You damn well better report it. No blood oath or anything like that. All right. Hey, Dan sat buddy. 2203. You have any inside baseball on when Android users will be able to get true social. Um, Well, they've spoken about it publicly. Devin Nunes has said they're on track for that folks. It's not, they're not trying to diss Android users. There's a lot of back and forth that has to happen with Google, um, which is obviously you get the point there. And um, there's a web app they're working on too for kind of a, a workaround, but they've said that publicly. So you can check that out in their public comments. Uh, hey, Dan, at Florida Trumper 2020, I'm 25 thinking about going to college and get a degree and earn more money and a better living, but I have no idea what I want to do. You have any suggestions as to what some good careers are that pay well or aren't a waste of a degree in time? I do. Engineering, computer science, accounting, biology, chemistry, something that teaches you actual tangible skills. I say that because listen, um, you know, I got a degree in psychology. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But practically, folks, a BA in psychology is pretty worthless. I'm sorry, I did it. So I went back to school and got a master's degree, which is still kind of worthless. I mean, there's not much you can do it. You got to be a PhD or a PsyD. And then I went back and got a pretty useful degree, in MBA from Penn State, where I learned accounting skills, supply chain skills, net present value analysis, Black-Scholes analysis, uh, how to analyze stock versus bond portfolios. So yeah, business, accounting, engineering, hard sciences, don't waste your time with a lot of that other humanities stuff, unless it's something you have a career path in. You know, if, you, if, you know, if your father owns a theater company, you want to major in theater, go right ahead. But the hard sciences are where it's at. That's where it's going to be in the future and technology too. Hey, Dan, pig pug 214. If Rumble is the future, one way people could really help out would be to invest in it. Will you ever take Rumble public? Yeah, it's going public. Rumble has a stock ticker now in the SPAC process. It's CFVI, Cantor Fitzgerald value index, CFVI. It's already going public. Uh, sorry, I'm, you may be a new listener. I, I had announced that a while ago, but it's CFVI is the ticker for uh, for the rumble SPAC process going on now. All right. Hey, Dan, if Apple blocks Twitter and true social permanently, what can be done? Mud scoobers? Uh, what can be done? I said this yesterday on the show. I encourage you to listen to the end. I think Elon Musk is building an Elon phone and he is just waiting for Apple to ban uh, Twitter from the truth uh, and truth from the store. Hey, listen, here's my Elon phone. You can get the uh, Twitter and truth app on that. I think he's just praying for Apple to do that. I addressed it yesterday on my show. You should check out yesterday's podcast. Hey, Dan, one last one. Uh, Hey, Dan, what's your thoughts on term limits for Congress? KD Armstrong, 1988. Listen, I'm torn on this term limits are a good idea because they get people out of these positions who become corrupted over time. The downside of it is term limits. They just run for something else. Folks, you're not really getting rid of them. Guy runs for Congress and he goes back, becomes a state senator. Then he pops back and becomes a U.S. senator. Then he goes back. He runs for like the mayor. of. His, you don't get rid of these people. That's the problem, number one. And secondly, when you term limit people, it winds up empowering the bureaucrats that work for them and the staffers who wind up running the office because the new guy constantly coming in doesn't know the rules. So on its face, it's a good idea, but we got to consider the downsides too. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Please don't miss my show, Unfiltered. I put a ton of work into the monologue this week. There are real players, real players behind the scenes of big tech you haven't heard about we are controlling what you see and think unfiltered tomorrow at nine and the rebuttal should be back the rebuttal our debate with the democrat yes everybody's fired up about that saturday night 9 p.m tomorrow live unfiltered me and the geezer here in studio otherwise i will see you all we got a show coming out this weekend too an interview show on the podcast channel don't miss that on rumble see you all on monday good day sir you just heard dan bongino hi there